You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. All right, hey guys, thanks for listening. Um, I'm Jesse, and I am here today with Amanda. So um, it's been almost two weeks since I last recorded, and there was issue with getting people to actually record with me. Everybody's busy or like, I don't want to record, but finally got Amanda here to uh, do a show with me. I was like, come on, we got to record something. There's all kinds of cool shit happening Tired. that I want to talk about, but um, here we are finally. Um, I was actually excited recently that um, iTunes had finally like accepted their, their request because initially our show was just on SoundCloud, so I was glad that uh, it's actually available on iTunes now. Um, conversationalist. So, um, one of the first things that we want to talk about, which is, I, mean, I guess, technically, I mean, air quotations old, but <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks, you know, Deadpool's come out, and for those of you who haven't seen it, you need to go see it, because it's awesome. I mean, I guess that's the simple... Understatement. Yeah, it's an understatement. It really is uh, a really good movie. Uh, it's, I guess, as close as... I had expected it to be to what the original Deadpool comics are, so um, it wasn't disappointing, I'll just say that. Um, but for those of you who haven't seen it, I won't go into too much detail about um, you know the movie specifically or like give away anything as far as like storyline goes, other than, I mean, it really was true to the comic, right? I, mean, I never read the comic. I just knew that full like Mexican food. Go <laughs> oh, the chimichangas. That's <laughs> yeah. all you knew about Deadpool. <laughs> well, that and he's like the most cosplayed character at Comic Con. Like oh, all well, the Deadpools are like <laughs> everywhere, all the time. Well, it was like it, even at WonderCon too, right? There was like an army of Deadpools. Yeah, everywhere. Just, yeah, I mean, like from good costumes to like absolutely terrible Kmart Deadpool costumes. Aww. Um. So I mean I, I mean having read the comics and um I mean I've been I collected comics for a long time. I really thought they did a good job of just kind of encompassing like what Deadpool is, like the aura of what Deadpool is. I think that some people that I talked to they thought that maybe he wasn't like his schizo enough, kind of he kinda of had like these different kinds of voices that he talks to and in, in the comics and I think they kinda of, like chilled out on that. Is what other people said. I was kind of like, what are you talking about? I was like, I thought it was a really good rendition of what Deadpool is, like, as a character. I mean, I, I don't know. I think there's just some people that they have to be like, it's not, nothing's good enough. There's always going to be something. Like, they have to be that fucking movie snob or just the snob in general. You can't go full crazy in a movie, though. <laughs> it's just it, like it, you it can't go work. full retard? Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> it doesn't work. Oh. So... Um, go see the movie if you haven't seen it. Like I said, we're not going to like try to spoil anything um, that the movie has to offer. Ryan Reynolds is like the perfect character mm-hmm. for that movie. I can't imagine anybody else being Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, with that in mind, we are going to talk about the after credits that you expect from every Marvel movie that comes out. Mm-hmm. And um, in the after credits, it basically is confirming that um, Deadpool is greenlit for a sequel. So there is going to be a Deadpool 2 coming out, which I think everybody wholeheartedly expected after seeing the first one. And, um, you know, in a lot of those, like, after-credit movie sequences that last about 20 seconds, you know, they kind of throw a little teaser out there where you're kind of like, what does that mean? Or you kind of see the Easter egg and you're like, okay, that must mean that this is going to happen at some point down the line or whatever. Well, with this one, being that it's Deadpool, (laughs) basically just flat out says... Uh, yeah, there is going to be a sequel, and by the way, you know, Cable's going to be in it. So, that was pretty cool, because I think Cable's a fantastic character to kind of take Deadpool in a, like, drastically different direction, you know, being that Cable's a time traveler. Um, I just like that it was Ferris Bueller. I'm sorry, that's... <laughs> one of the best movies ever, and then Deadpool was doing that, so it's just it's with awesome. the robe and the. 
That what that's what did it for you? Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, so with that in mind, like there was a an article that I'd seen online. Um, I believe it was comicbook.com that had published it maybe within the past week or so. Um, it was basically speculating on who may possibly play um, Cable in the Deadpool sequel. And the first name that was on the list was Liam Neeson. What do you think? I can't ever hear that fool's name now without thinking of Kevin Smith's podcast when they do the little segment about Liam Neeson's cock. Remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. It. That was, yeah, that was. That's, that's all I think about. That was at yeah. the, that was at the, that was at the Hollywood Babylon recording that they did at Comic-Con, right? Yes. It, uh, God, what the heck is it? Is it the House of Blues? Indeed. Yeah. So, yeah, I forgot all about that. You reminded me that was a terrible <laughs> song. I, I I mean, when I think about Liam Neeson, you know, you just think about, like, a walk among the tombstones. Um, no. Taken. Taken. One, two, three. This is what's going to happen. Seven. <laughs> I'm going to come after you. Right. So is he going to do that in, like, time travel and Deadpool and be like, I'm going to I don't know. I thought I saw that they that they'd actually had some photo up where I they think maybe somebody used Photoshop and kind of like superimposed like some very cable looking like makeup to like Liam Neeson's face and it actually looked pretty spot on on like what you could expect to see like cosmetically of what cable is. I think he kind of was there, but I don't know. Yeah, I just think that with some of the movies that. I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's a good action star, and I, I don't think he would do a terrible job at being Cable, but at the same time, I think that just the cast, it might be a uh, weird pairing with, like, Ryan Reynolds or some of the other that. characters. Yeah. Um, but then the uh, second uh, character is um, James Marsden. And he actually played Cyclops in some of the previous X-Men. Uh, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen the other X-Men uh, <laughs> before they kill him off. Um, so, I'm kind of... I mean, that seems a little weird. And I think it's mainly because Cyclops is the father of Cable. And the mother of Cable is a clone of Jean Grey. So I think it would be weird for him to play the character of Cable when he's, like, played the father character. I mean, like, it may make sense because it would be like, oh, okay, well, you know, dad looks like son, you know, to, to make that transition into that role. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, I guess it's not unheard of for, like, one person to play one superhero and then to play, like, a different superhero. Perfect example is like going Johnny Storm and Fantastic Four <laughs> to Captain America, but or Ryan Reynolds being the Green Lantern <laughs> and then being Deadpool. Well, that was like <laughs> that was a DC universe jump to a Marvel universe jump. Whereas but still, he you can be other superheroes. Like I think there was a a meme that was like if you live long enough, you can be, and it, it showed <laughs> a bunch of different contrasting people who play more than one superhero. Mm -hmm. So it's possible. I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he. It seems like it. It, it seems like I. I think a. A more likely choice, maybe. I mean, I, I mean, of course, I'm just speculating, but I think that being that he's been in the X Men movies and. You know, you can kind of make the, you can kind of argue the point that, like, he looks like his father's son or whatever. Um, the third one was um, John Hamm. And for those of you who don't know who that is, he is, like, a character in Mad Men. He's the character in Mad Men. He is Don Draper. So, and my, my, Amanda's actually watched Mad Men where I haven't really. Yes, shame on me for those of you listening to this that, like, say that Mad Men is a fantastic movie or television show. I mean, it 
probably is, and I have no doubt that it is because it won tons of awards, but I just never felt the interest to watch the television show. But, I mean, what do you think? I mean, having watched the show, knowing what character there's speculation that he might be playing, like, what do you think? You know, he's actually... He's got some range on him. Like, he's done SNL, like, comedically. He's funny. So, like, you look at him as Don Draper, and he's, like, super serious in the show. And then you see him being funny, and you're like, oh, so he can do something different. But I still don't really see him being in, like, a comic movie. A well, comic book movie. I don't see that. Hmm. I mean, I guess he could surprise. I mean, who knows? Um... But, you know, he got that range. So. Yeah, but I don't. Well, maybe it's just because I don't know, like, a whole lot about, like, what Cable is supposed to look like. But to me, even when they try to make John Hamm look scruffy, it's like a it really pretty boy scruffy. <laughs> so if. Well, like, Cable's got, like, a scar on his eye and he looks real weathered and. Yeah, I don't. Like. I don't see that. No? No. Um, speaking of weathered, scruffy, and, uh, old looking, um, we move on to Bruce Willis. And with Bruce Willis, I think that, I mean, I was just, you know, talking about how I thought Liam Neeson didn't fit as, like, a castable character amongst all these other characters in that universe. And then we bring up Bruce Willis's name, and although he's a fantastic action star... I just don't know that, one, it would be, a that he would be great to cast in. Two, is that I don't really see his face as the face of Cable. But, I mean, he, like, I mean, I suppose they, it, it could surprise, like, you know, makeup artists these days, what they can do with people. I mean, Benicio Del Toro, when they cast him, um... When they cast him in Guardians of the Galaxy as the Collector, yeah, he he, you know, I didn't think about him at for that role, but then when you actually saw him in the role, it's like, wow, it's pretty good. So, I mean, maybe that maybe I'm wrong, and Bruce Willis could you know fill that role, fill those shoes, but I personally wouldn't want to see Bruce Willis. As Cable, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Out of the list so far, I think he fits it the most, though. I mean, because he's old, he can do the rough, tough guy. That's, I mean, that's usually what his movie roles are. Yeah. And he can throw in some humor, like dry or nasty humor when he needs to, which I don't know, they might try and put it in since it's Deadpool. Like, he's going to need to be around it. Like... Well, see, but, like, Bruce Willis, like, he kind of, I don't want to say he has, like, a high-pitched, like, boy voice, but I think that, you know, I imagine, like, Cable having, like, a really deep, like, weathered voice, and, like, you know how when people are trying to make that Batman voice, like, with Christian Bale, like, you know, making that real weird fucking voice, I feel like Bruce Willis would, like, really have to try and, like, you know, kind of create this Cable voice, like, I don't think he could do it naturally with his voice, he'd kind of have to like, maybe scream at the top of his lungs for 10 minutes to, like, damage his vocal cords to, to, I mean, in my, in, like, from what I think, to, like, kind of have, like, a deep kind of weathered fucking action cable voice, but, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe he'll do something, I mean, like I said, maybe he'll surprise, I mean, you bring up some good points, I just, I don't, I don't think it would be, I don't think it would be him, and then, not uh last but certainly not least is Carl Urban. Now Carl Urban when he played Dread, mm-hmm. I did not want to see Dread. I immediately I think a lot of people immediately thought of the old Judge Dread with Sylvester Stallone, that piece of shit <laughs> garbage movie that I Animal. still <laughs> that I still remember seeing at the drive in movie theater like fucking twenty plus years ago. Um, and I just associated it with like, oh God, like this is going to be a terrible movie. Um, if I would have known, like if, I mean, maybe if the previews would have been better to kind of like show what Dread was about, I would have definitely seen it in movie theaters, but having seen it several, several times, 
I can understand how they can only include so much of Dread in the previews because it was very, it was a very R-rated film. I mean, it wasn't borderline. It was a fucking like dead-on R rating, and Carl Urban just was an excellent action star. He played Dread perfectly. I think he never took his helmet off though. That was so sad. They just wasted his good looks in that movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, maybe they thought that, like, by not taking his helmet off, like, if he decided not to go for a second movie or something, that they could easily replace him. I mean, that that's, that was my thought, is that maybe they could do that. Um, but no, yeah, it kind of was surprising that, like, yeah, they never took his helmet off at all. It's sad. But, uh, I mean, I thought in general the 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 character that he played was, like, perfect. That was a excellent dread and then you know what's funny is like speaking of like r ratings and you know everybody's like oh man deadpool's like fucking r-rated and like this is like the most successful like r-rated you know um comic movie of all time yeah certainly it is or whatever but i think i mean maybe deadpool's getting too much credit for like being a good r-rated movie because you have Dread, which is a comic-based movie. That was an excellent movie. Obviously, no, it does not even compare to Deadpool in terms of success. Um, success but mm-hmm. I just think that, like, quality-wise, quality-wise of like what you expect from the comic to movie adaption, Dread was on par. Dread did fucking really well. Um, obviously, Deadpool is just more popular. I mean that. Well- I think Dredd's downfall was everyone remembered Sylvester Stallone murdering that role in the original movie, and then everyone was just like, oh, it's just a remake. Like, who cares? Right. That was the problem. Yeah. It was just, it wasn't... Kind of like one of those, oh, Hollywood's just recycling movies. Like, they can't come up with the original idea. Exactly. So, um, you know, but that also brings up, uh, what was that movie? Um, the King- Kingsman movie. Remember that? Yes. That movie's based on a comic book. That was so good. Kingsman, the Secret Sir. Uh, what the fuck? I don't. How do you say the? How do you say the name? It's loot. I lost it. Um, Kingsman, the Secret Service. Now that movie was based on a comic book. Obviously, it was. I think a surprise hit. I don't think they expected it to do as well as it did. But it was an R-rated comic-based movie. That was really good. What's funny is when we watched this movie, I didn't know how I didn't know a hell of a lot about it. But to me, when I saw the previews, I'm thinking like, what is this? Like some sort of fucking like Agent Cody Banks, <laughs> you know, movie? Like I'm like, this looks like a terrible movie. I'm like, it looks fucking retarded. But we actually watched the movie, and then especially when I found out that um, Samuel Jackson was playing the bad guy and kind of had this like stupid lisp and. I was just stupid. I was just kind of like, ugh, you know, it's a, such a terrible bad guy. This is like going to be a dumbass movie. But I mean, there's been some terrible movies we've regretted seeing afterward, and I was just kind of like, well, fuck it, let's just go watch this movie. We watched the movie, and I'm like, holy shit! Like this movie was fucking really good. And there were some raw ass scenes in there that like you just did not expect certain shit to happen. The church. The church scene. Oh my god. The whole the church, church scene, and then immediately after the church scene, you're just like, holy fucking fuck you know i I mean the movie the movie was great but again you have two other comic book movies that are r-rated that were very well made obviously not like again not the success of deadpool but deadpool is just a very popular mainstream character and then you throw ryan reynolds in the mix and it's just like explosions (laughs) basically so i mean of all these five i mean which which would you want to see most of all of them? Mm, probably Carl Urban. Yeah, preference. I, I I have to, I have to, <laughs> I have to agree. I mean, assuming that he doesn't reprise his role as Dread, because I'd hate to see him like leave the role of Dread to like do another character. But if he were to if, say if that wasn't an issue and like he could still be the Dread character and then also, you know, come in and play Cable. I'd be totally cool with that. He can still keep his helmet on for dread. No one has to know. <laughs> right? So, um, 
you know, moving on uh, to, you know, other movies, you know, getting off uh, the Deadpool train, um, the Gambit movie was like, you know, as far as Marvel Universe goes, is the Gambit movie got pushed back. And initially, I thought it was canceled. I thought they just, like, flat-out canceled the movie. And I'm like, no! Because when I was little, I mean, the character, like, one of the characters that I love most out of, like, all of the X-Men was Gambit. Like, Gambit was just the cool, fucking smooth-talking guy that, like, you know, had, like, really good fighting skills, but also, you know, had, like like, a lot of sex appeal, just, like, all the women were attracted to him. You know, a kid, like, you know... Um, energize adamant objects and, like, use them, like, you know, to, you know, make shit explode. I mean, just, like, an all-around fucking cool character. And when I was little, I I even wanted to have that really long brown trench coat that he had, like, and just walk around with it and, like, learn karate, just, like, kick people's asses while wearing it. But, um, you know, so when I found out it got pushed back, um, I was like, well, fuck, like, you know, what's the reason for the pushback because it was supposed to be october 7th 2016 and now it's like an unknown month and date for 2017 um for those of you who don't know it's supposed to be played by channing tatum or channing tate yum (laughs) wow okay Well, well it's from that movie come on now you know what movie it's from i can't think of the movie you can't think of the movie name no yeah well i'm not gonna say it either You'll remember it. Because you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. It's, um... <laughs> I can't remember it either. Because, you fucking put... Because, you like, cause you don't know. <laughs> you put pressure on me, and now I forgot. It's your. It's all your fault. Mm-hmm. I totally don't remember now. Um, You're terrible. I hate you. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, it's going to be sometime in 2017. Um, and, and from... It's it's both. What I understand is that the um, director for this movie um, is going to be Doug Lyman, who directed Edge of Tomorrow. Now, having seen Edge of Tomorrow, that was a good movie. That was an excellent movie. I mean, I mean, the editing. Something else now, though. Um, it was supposed to be called Live Die Repeat. I was gonna say Kill Die Repeat. (laughs) That's not right. (laughs) Wrong. No, yeah. Um, like it's like. Live, die, repeat, and I think they renamed it initially because like they, it didn't do as well as they thought it was gonna do, and I think maybe the production company or whoever you know, whoever owns the fucking movie movie rights, like I think maybe they thought it had something to do with the name, like it didn't. I mean, because it was Tom Cruise, they just don't want to admit that people are like, eh. Yeah, so they renamed it like when it was like still out, and they renamed it. So it, I don't know, it doesn't make any fucking sense, but we saw it. More than once, great movie. I think the director would be awesome for this, just because, like, having seen that movie, like, it was really, really good. Um, so, what I had read, and this is uh, from GameSpot. I mean, I probably could have found a better, like, source for this information, but it was pretty solid. So, give me a break. Um, but, uh, from what I understand, is that the way this the way this reads is that um, Rupert Wyatt, who directed Rise of the Planet of the Apes, um, basically stepped out, like, sometime during pre-production, and that basically, because of this, uh, it basically made it impossible for the 2016 date, because they're having to, like, basically pick somebody else to take over from the very beginning, and so the 2016 date just becomes impossible. Um, so that's why it got pushed back that year. Initially, I thought maybe it had something to do with Deadpool, because it kind of, I think the pushback happened sometime around then. Mm-hmm. So, initially I was thinking, okay, Deadpool's success may, might equal, you know, Gambit's pushback, but apparently it doesn't have anything to do with that. Um, so, uh, you know, when we were talking about our ratings earlier, there was speculation that Wolverine was possibly going to be um, an R-rated movie, too. And, I mean, I guess Wolverine should have, I guess, already been an R-rated movie, in my opinion, but it's always been, like, a PG-13 movie. And so, you know, obviously with Deadpool being successful, um, it just made sense for, I guess, Fox to just go ahead and make a Wolverine movie that was also R-rated. I mean, most people... I mean, Wolverine's been... uh, Wolverine's had several movies over 
what, like the past 10 years? It's or, been a long time. You know, so, I mean, most of the fans that have been following the Wolverine movies are probably fucking adults now. So, I don't think it would affect, like, uh, an R rating, or an R rating would affect, uh, you know, ticket sales or anything. But, I mean, I guess it might alienate, like, a younger generation of viewers that, you know, do want to see uh, a Wolverine movie. But then it also um, read somewhere that there's a possibility that Wolverine might still be filmed as a PG-13 movie, and that when there's a DVD release, that there will be like an R-rated theatrical disc so that you could see it in an R-rated format, which seems seems like a lot of extra work for the production company. I don't know. I think it's kind of, I mean, I think it's just, yeah, I think it's a stupid idea, honestly. I mean, if you're going to make an R-rated movie, just make an R-rated movie. Uh, It doesn't make any sense that you're going to be like, oh, we're going to release it as PG-13, but then you can see this extra one that has all this extra cool shit that makes it an R-rating. Like, it does just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so, I mean, whether or not that's true or whether or not they're actually going to do that, um, you know, remains to be seen. Um, so, we are moving on to... Uh, television, and uh, with television, you know, I like to talk about the April 24th premiere, season 6 of Game of Thrones, which I need to rewatch, just because the Game of Thrones is an amazing television show, and absolutely, utterly, like, probably one of the most amazing TV series I've ever watched. I mean, Walking Dead included. It's... You just like on the boobs. It doesn't have anything to do with the boobs. There's not, not there's not even that many boobs in it. But uh really need to rewatch it and if you haven't seen Game of Thrones and I kind of already kinda of screwed over Amanda on this because she hasn't watched all of the Game of Thrones yet either. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and then I handed her our show notes um for the podcast and she was kinda of reading through them and already saw um, which I probably should have wondered about, but, um, if you haven't seen the, the very end of season five, then you might want to pause it right now in the next five or ten seconds, because we're going to talk about something very important that happened at the end of that, and we'll probably cover it for, like, 30 seconds to 45 seconds if you want to fast forward ahead. So, uh, with that said, I'll give you the chance now. Three, two, one, and, um, so at the end of, uh, season five of the Game of Thrones, um, Jon Snow basically gets uh, stabbed to death by members of the Night's Watch. And, um, you know, so he's laying there, you know, possibly dead or dying. I mean, as many times as he got stabbed, you're assuming that this dude is dead. Um, But Jon Snow is a tough son of a bitch. And so my thought, and I think a lot of people's thought is, and, you know, if you Google it, like everybody's, you know, got speculation as to whether or not, like, Jon is dead or whether or not he survived it, or whether or not there's going to be, like, some something else that comes into play that, like, assists in his survival, whether that's uh, Melisandre coming in, the witch, and uh, basically reviving him, um, like she had done with other characters in the Game of Thrones. So, um, you know, either way, I, I hope that he survives as a character, I mean, because obviously... Um, I, I mean, personally, I liked his storyline the most out of, uh, most of the other characters, um, and I would like to see that move forward. Um, so, I mean, with that, we're gonna go into, um, The Walking Dead progress. Um, you know, this season's, like, started up again in the past, uh, couple of weeks, and, I mean... How do you feel about the, I guess, the speed at which the season is moving forward and, like, what we can expect? I mean, right now it's getting ready to air, and we're probably going to have to back, you know, reverse uh, or rewind in TiVo so that we can catch up. But, I mean, what do you think? I'm ready for the bad guy already. They always drag it out. And then they're like, oh, no, no, you're not going to want this bad guy. But it's like, I kind of do because I want to see who gets the bat. (laughs) The bat? Yeah. 
someone's gonna die. That fool carries the bat. It's named Lucille and it's wrapped in barbed wire. Oh, is that a spoiler? It shouldn't be. Read the comments on Yahoo. That's what I do. That's how you find out about things. <laughs> but yeah, so somebody's supposed to die in the comics. It's Glenn. I don't know if they're gonna do Glenn because they've already faked his death like twice. Yeah. I'm going for Maggie. I think they're gonna do Maggie. Yeah, I don't see them. Uh, I don't see them. Uh, I mean, I could totally see them killing her, and it'd be like a big, like collective gasp. You know, obviously because she's with child. I just don't see them killing Carolyn. Well, Carolyn's too much of a badass. Everyone thinks it's Daryl because Daryl doesn't actually have a place in the comic book, well, because he's not there in the comic book, and then he has a new. The Norman Reedus has a show developing for AMC. Um, so it's coming on pretty soon. Uh-huh. So they're like, oh, he already has this other show, so they're probably going to kill him. But you could do more than one show, because it's, you know, taping schedules. Right. But I still think if they really want to go for it, they should do Maggie. It's not because I don't like her, but there's only supposed to be one baby around. Like, Judith died, was supposed to have died a long time ago, and they kept her. So if Maggie's pregnant, they don't have to worry about having this other one. They could just kill her instead of Glenn, and then Glenn can finally man up, like, just really man up and get like, and go and for it. And start killing people, like lots of people. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes the most sense. I mean, like, we've seen what Carolyn can do. Carolyn's a very capable person. Some would argue even more than Rick. I mean, what if Rick was out Carol's? of the... <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you could argue that if uh, if Rick somehow exited the picture, that Carol could basically take over for the group. Now, whether or not like anybody would ever consider the fact that Rick would get killed off, I think it's something that would remain to be seen, and I think would probably be the death of the show. But um, I mean, I think just like you know, from a speculatory purpose, like if for whatever reason, you know, we were talking about you know whether this was real life, if uh, I think Carol like as capable. As as Rick, and in some ways probably more. I just think like she's willing to go to that extreme that he is. I think she's willing to meet him like, you know, strike for strike and blow for blow. Yeah, she's shifty. I mean, in the sweater set one day, and then she's like <laughs> threatening kids and running around in black cloaks and, and stabbing and people in the head and shit. And that's Carol. Yeah. So. um you know, that's uh, all we have uh, for TV. Um, we're kind of moving on to cons. Uh, not a hell of a lot as far as cons go. WonderCon is uh, coming up. And um, for those of you that attend WonderCon, um, the past couple of years, it's always been at the Anaheim Convention Center, which I, I like that it was at the Anaheim Convention Center. I mean, even though it was a little uh, farther than Los Angeles per se, it's got a lot of stuff in the immediate vicinity um like parking wasn't i think so much of a hassle and i mean generally i mean just as a creature of habit like uh, we're familiar with the layout of uh of anaheim um you know that's where blizzcon is and so that's where we went last year was the anaheim convention center for blizzcon but this year it's going to be at the los angeles convention center and apparently parking and well i mean it's los angeles so of course parking is going to be a lot more of a nightmare um, and I'm just kind of, yeah, wondering what to expect. I mean, obviously there's plenty of shit to do, uh, you know, around the Los Angeles convention center and, um, I'm sure it's as comparable as to Anaheim as, you know, uh, but I, I think that, uh, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I mean, I'm sure it'll be like just as good and it's not going to be terrible or, you know, anything like that, but um you know it's moving to la whether or not this is like a one-time deal whether they're just like testing that convention center or whether they might move it back to anaheim who knows um the, there's no price change you know the prices are the same uh parking prices are pretty much the same um we haven't really pre-planned a heck of a lot for uh WonderCon this year we normally don't we kind of just go there and wing it and we go to a couple of booths that uh are you know our main focus and you know honestly you know this is kind of kind of a shame that we've never done it but like we really don't really focus on um 
any of the uh, panels and stuff that take place at WonderCon. We've gone to panels at Comic-Con, and, like, we've gone to panels at BlizzCon and stuff, but we've never... We never attended a panel at WonderCon. I mean, then I mean, then again, we never really do more than one day at WonderCon, anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can pretty much cover like all there is. I mean, as far as just like what there is at at WonderCon, you can pretty much do it in a day. Except unless you're there for panels. If you're there for panels, or you know, like if there's something, or <laughs> you know, or there's somebody there specifically speaking about something that's only on one day, and so you got to be there for that other day. But uh, we pretty much get our fill in a day's time. So we're looking forward to that. We have to do it Friday this year because we had so much stuff going on that weekend. I really hate that they do it on Easter weekend. <laughs> it's like there's there's three other weekends in that fucking month, and you always got to do it on Easter weekend. I mean, last year we did it. Um, we went on Sunday, uh, and we pissed off a lot of family because we uh, have kids. And so there were family that was like, you're not going to have your kids in town for Easter. You know, we're like, oh, the kids will like, uh, you know, the convention, you know, and they did, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, they get to hang out with family and do all the kids stuff that kids do on Easter. But our kids have been to a couple of conventions. They like that stuff. So, um, you know, we didn't feel bad about it. (laughs) No, they had fun. And uh, now moving on to the more boring segment for Amanda, because... She really doesn't know about any of this crap, and it kind of is, you know, play. kind of moves in a different direction from, like, everything we've talked about, but, like, I have an interest in it, and maybe some of you guys do. If you guys don't, it'll probably only cover, like, about ten minutes, um, and it is Airsoft. Airsoft is a hobby that I love. It's very fun. Military simulation, um, otherwise known as Milsim. Um, there's going to be a game that's coming up uh, in... Victorville, California. Um, it's going to be, I would say, it's about two weeks away. It is April 9th. And um, it, it, in Victorville, it's going to be at George Air Force Base, which is a, a really cool, really cool field. Um, very beat up. Um, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to be before Victorville finally just has to condemn a lot of the buildings on the, on this old Air Force Base. But for now... It's still there. And so um, Operation Lion Claw's Military Simulation Series is going to have a one-day game there on April 9th called Operation Young Guns. And basically, this is like a Camp Wolverine-type event, but not where younger kids can basically get certified to attend a lot of the three-day events that uh, Operation Lion Claw's puts on. Um, But it's not just for younger kids, you know, like 14 and up. It's also for adults. And so if you um, sign up, you know, with a kid or an adult, um, you know, you can sign up under, uh, you know, Team Wolverine, and then anybody else can sign up um, for the Russian squad. Now, typically, some of the one-day games are like $60, I think, because um, George Air Force Base, uh, I think, just costs more, because it's a bigger venue, um, that it's actually going to run $80, you can get it for the $60 price, but you're going to have to um, sign up on AirsoftGI or evic.com. Um, now, I think you actually do have to walk into the store to physically purchase a ticket, um, but I think there is a possibility of you being able to call in to evic or AirsoftGI and make the purchase over the phone. Um, I don't know that the option is actually available online. Um, as far as uniform requirements, um, Wolverine, uh, Team Wolverine is going to be Multicam or Despat. Um, Russian is going to be Russian Camo BDU or US Woodland or Marpat. Um, so, you know, for any additional details on that game, I would go to www.oplionclaws.com. Um, they have info on this Young Guns event. Um, they also have information for their three day um, Lion Claws event that will also take place at Victorville at George Air Force Base, um, but this is the um, big yearly venue that is, like, the one that you don't want to miss, um, and that takes place in May. Now, this one I've gone to for the past couple of years, and um, registration um, for this event is has already started um, for Lion Claws. Uh, this, this year, it's going to be uh, Ranger Alpha versus, 
uh, Ranger Bravo, and um, Ranger Alpha is going to be uh, commanded, or the CEO of Ranger Alpha is going to be Colonel Danny McKnight. Uh, Colonel Danny McKnight is not going to be doing Lion Claws anymore West Coast um, after after this event. I mean, I, from what I understand, he lives on the East Coast, and he might still do some East Coast events, but uh, he's been a mainstay of Lion Claws for a long time, and so this is going to be um, his last year. Um, this is uh, Memorial Day weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And the um, two other VIPs that are going to be attendants, that are going to be in attendance for Lion Claws, are uh, Sergeant Igor Dobrov. Um, he's going to lead uh, Alpha QRF. And uh, Master Sergeant uh, Mullen is going to be the CO for um, the uh, Ranger Bravo squad, um, as always. So um, if you can make a three-day event, um, you're going to want to make it to this one because this one is a ton of fun. Uh, it's $190 for non-alumni. Um, if you've been to a prior uh, three-day Lion Claw event, it's going to be $150. Um, and, uh, that is pretty much it for Airsoft stuff. Now we can move back into some other topics that, uh, Amanda can talk about. She's over there on her phone, like, boring Airsoft stuffs. I'm looking at Fabletics clothes right now. Ooh. For my fitness. Um, so we'll kind of go into games. And, um, as far as games go, uh, recently, I would say within the past two weeks, I, it might've even been longer. I just hadn't checked in a while. Um, I actually got a- approval for, um, the World of Warcraft, uh, beta. And so I've been playing in the, in the, in the beta for, uh, um, Legion and, I've played a bit. Uh, Amanda has played some. Um, they had the alpha at uh, BlizzCon, and so we got to create a, demon hunters. Yeah, we got to create demon hunters and play them like kind of their beginning area. Uh, I mean, what did you think about like? I mean, how polished the like the beginning area was, and like how the characters played and all that. I enjoyed it. I I don't know. They're like big. Mega warlock Sunni kind of, and I like that. You know me. Well, she always plays. Um, I mean, she's been playing <laughs> since BC, and pretty much the only characters that she gravitates toward are a priest, um, in shadow, um, a warlock, or a mage. They're my favorite. Um, I mean, pretty much of those three characters, she really doesn't play anything else. I mean, she does have other characters uh, where I'm basically like, reroll a character with me. Play an alt, and so she's played other characters, but those are the ones that are her absolute favorites. I liked the Demon Hunter. I mean, I thought the gameplay was fun. I thought that the character looked great. I mean, to me, it did seem very, you know, I mean, as a hero class, like a Death Knight. Um, you know, some of the talents were neat, and there was a ton of self-healing um, in the Alpha. In the Alpha, when we played at BlizzCon, there was a fuck ton of self-healing. I mean, almost on the level of what it was, I think, when uh, the Death Knights first came out. And, like, when you ever fought a Death Knight, you're just like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to die. Um, yeah, I hate those fools. You know, so it seems like from what we played at BlizzCon to what I started playing here at the house, I mean, I don't... It seems like they made some changes because I feel like, you know, going through some of the quest line... Uh, recently that there wasn't as much self-healing as there was i mean maybe there was or wasn't changes i just kind of remember that there was a lot more healing uh a lot more self-healing available than there is now although i could be wrong somebody somebody listening could have also went to blizzcon and could also have you know bravo access to or beta access to um you know legion and be like uh you're full of shit because there's no changes and i just remember there being a lot more self-healing. Um, personally, though, as far as Legion's release, I'm more excited about certain classes being able to be rollable for different races. Specifically, 
because I fucking love Hunters, and I am excited to play a Gnome Hunter. I really, 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 really want to play a Gnome Hunter. Gnomes are cute. And I'm excited with the idea of, like, you know, being able to have, like, these tiny little, like, battle pet type, you know, tiny characters um, Mm -hmm. as Hunters. You know, and the idea that they're incorporating, like, into the storyline for the, the, the beginning Gnome area that, you know, they've basically been excluded from Iron Forge, and, you know, that now that they're basically left with no other choice but to, you know, re- you know finally retake Nomarian, and so they might actually finally have, like, their own large city to go to. Now, I'm not that far into it, so I don't know if eventually, once you get to that quest line with phasing, whether or not, like, you're able to fly to you know, a large city zone where, you know, it's kind of like Stormwind or Ironforge. I don't know if it's going to go that far or, you know, if it's going to happen some point later in Legion where they do a big-ass patch and, you know, then it becomes available. They should make it a big battle. <laughs> that would be cool. Maybe wasn't, they make it a battleground. <laughs> wasn't there one like that before with, um... You mean like Wondergrasp? No, or, not this one. You got the special achievements because you got to go fight in, not in Nomer, but, like, the areas around it. What? Was it for Cataclysm? Hmm. I know what I'm talking about. It's achievements. I don't I know, know what you're talking about. I can't remember. I mean, if it has to do with achievements, she probably does kind of know or have some idea of, like, what she's trying to say. I have no fucking idea what you're uh, referring it like, to. It was, like, a limited time thing. Like, you went and you completed these little things you got a little achievement and there was like a cloak that you got when you were done that's basically worthless and you put it in your bank or your void storage whatever hmm it could be one of those maybe make it like a limited engagement fight right i don't know maybe well um i mean if you know what she's talking about i mean you could email us at uh you know, the conversationalist at gmail.com. Uh, I, I I have no... I, I'm trying to remember what she's remembering, but I just... I can't. Well, it's been like two... A, an expansion or two ago, so, I mean, it's been a while. Yeah. And, I mean, even though I have alpha, or, I mean, even though I have, like, uh, beta access with World of Warcraft, um, I mean, not that I'm using this as, a, like, as an excuse, per se, because I just generally haven't been playing as much. Um, but I actually just got the release of The Division, and the Tom Clancy's The Division, and this game is amazing. This game is pretty fucking awesome, and it's, it's open world, kind of like, um, you know, I mean, kind of like how Fallout is, um, I think that this game has a ton of potential, especially, like, with, like, you know, as, as DLC packs come. I would say that this one, I mean, and I, I generally hate that fucking games do, like, a, oh, you know, you gotta get the, the DLC, you know, for this game, blah, 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 because, you know, we want to make an extra $50 off of this $50 game, so you're paying 100 bucks for a game. Um, but I think this one's actually gonna have, like, a shit ton of expansions, and so I really think that The Division is a game where, you know, you should actually get... Um, the DLC pack, uh, to me, as like a, like a third person, third person shooter, that this game, it reminds me of like what an MMO is, you're gearing up, you know, you're, you're, you're gearing up, uh, your, your character, um, all the different item slots, you know, you can modify and craft, you know, different stuff, like deconstruct items, you know, and save those items to, you know, construct, other stuff for your character, um, you know, you're finding new weapons throughout the game that have, like, certain DPS and abilities and attributes, you can add scopes to them to increase one thing or another, whether it's an ACOG or a reflex side, or, um, you know, uh, increase the size of the magazines with high caps, um, you know, add, you know, grips, or all these different things to the, the gun to customize. What I do like is, like, you know, comparing it to World of Warcraft, is when you do things to your weapon, you enchant them, and then once you throw the enchant on your on your weapon, you can't just take the enchant off and put it on something else. It's fucking enchanted. And if you're going to do anything with it, you're going to sell it, put it in a bank, use it, 
or vendor it. I, you know, I mean, it's it's going to be one of those things you're going to disenchant it into something else. What I liked about this one is that you can put all these items on a gun, and then you can just take them off and put them on a different one. You know, at some point, you know, you're going to reach a high enough level where this is just going to be a low-level item, and you can either just deconstruct it to use it as parts to try to build something else, or you can just sell it to a vendor. Um, so, um, you know, a lot of the quests are, some of them are easy, but there are a lot of, I mean, they are the very simple bare-bones quests. If you're going to do anything in the Division, it is really hard to do anything by yourself in that game. You absolutely have to have a group of people that are going to be helping you out or partying with people um, because I tried to do stuff solo. I mean, playing a hunter in World of Warcraft, you can pretty much get away with soloing a lot of stuff, you know, warlocks included. And I mean, more or less than the other character if you know how to play your character well. But this game, yeah, you're not going to get anywhere and you're going to get frustrated pretty fucking quick. Uh, Amanda can attest to the fact that I tried several times to do this one quest and I couldn't even get a third of the way through it because I kept getting killed. Um, and that was on a normal difficulty. Um, but I really enjoyed playing the game in the multiplayer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of my friends, we've one or two, uh, I started playing with one friend and we convinced some other guys to also get the game and, you know, they're equally happy with, with their purchase. So, um, I actually plan after watching, uh, this uh, next episode of The Walking Dead of maybe playing a little bit of Division before I go to bed. Um, so you'll be up until 2 in the morning again? Uh, maybe not that late, but you know, I plan to play it for a little bit. Yeah, I've been playing it till like 2 a.m. every damn night. It's uh, it's that good. Um, so, you know, and kind of bouncing back and forth here, initially we talked about the World of Warcraft beta, and then I wondered how great the Division is. But, uh, you know, kind of moving back over to, you know, WoW for a minute... Um, the movie release, it's coming up pretty quick. I mean, we're in March. The movie release is June 10th um, of this year, and very much excite. I mean, we actually saw uh, the premiere of this movie at BlizzCon, which was really exciting. Well, you know what I meant? I mean, not the fucking movie, but, you know, you yeah. You have to clarify, there could be people that are nitpickers. <laughs> You're like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. They really didn't see the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not saying we saw the movie. I'm just saying that, you know, we did uh, We did see the trailer. The trailer looked amazing. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts? No, it looks really good. I'm excited, and it's about time. This movie's been like a million years in the making. I can't wait to see what they do with it. Or what they did with it. Yeah, I... I, uh... I mean, I generally thought that... It was going to... Ah! Trying to run back over here. Um, I mean, I I didn't think that they were going to do... it. Ex I didn't think they were going to do certain stuff exactly the way... Like, you know, as far as, like, the cities. When you see, like, screenshots of what the movie has, as far as the cities are, and you compare it to the game, like, it's exact. I, I really think they did a cool job. And... What's funny is, like, you know, in general, you play the game, Horde and the Alliance, they hate each other, they're killing each other constantly, but they're always collectively fighting the same evil. And, I mean, it seems like that's exactly what this movie's gonna be. Not, you know, an Alliance versus Horde kind of thing. I mean, they might dabble in it for a minute, but I think ultimately, you know, there's gonna be some sort of, you know, there's gonna be a team-up for the greater good, to save humanity and to save their races. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited for this movie. I mean, I really can't wait for this to come out. Like Amanda said, this movie's been like years and years in the making. I mean, at one point, I just didn't really think that it was ever going to happen. I mean, mm -hmm. honestly. I mean, because some people argue that WoW is past its time, or, you know, it's past its prime. And that it's dying. You know, it still has pretty huge numbers for an MMO compared to any other MMO. Um, I'm not going to disagree and say that it's dying, per se. I mean, I think it's just slowly kind of ramping down. I mean, but maybe it'll <laughs> ramp up. Maybe Legion's going to ramp it back up, get those numbers back up. You know, and we'll get a... 
I'll get up for a little bit, and then everyone will play through it, and they'll get bored, and then uh, it'll be like every other expansion when people start playing a lot, and they play through it, and either they decide they like it or they hate it, and then most of them won't play until the next expansion comes. And Yeah, I mean, I think it's just generally hard to get that many people into a raid to kind of, you know, progress, you know, anymore the way you used to be. I mean, it was a good formula, you know, over 10 years ago to kind of do that i mean when you could fucking get i mean you never raided in vanilla but like mm-hmm. having done raids in vanilla and played in a 40 man raid that's fucking i mean it was it was really badass um you know and then it's crazy because you know they lower the standards to where you only have to have you know 25 mans and then you, could, you only have to have like 10 mans and then even that becomes a problem you know it's like some point if they lower it anymore, it's not even going to be a raid, you it's know? Just it's just going to be a regular-ass dungeon. So, I don't know. Um, I mean, you're probably right. It probably will be a huge influx and then a big, you know, decrease in numbers once people are like, oh, I got to 110 and it's still boring, you know? And uh, they leave again. And you'll have those other people that don't even fucking play the game anymore. But they still like World of Warcraft just so they can get on the Facebook and troll about how terrible the game is <laughs> and try to dissuade everybody else from playing the game. Yeah. And the whole reason they're probably still not playing the game is because they're too poor to afford for you know, fucking $15 a month. <laughs> I mean, you have all these other people who are like, oh, this other game is free and it's way more fun. It's like, well, then go play that fucking game. Yeah. You know, go play Guild Wars. You know, get out of here, <laughs> fool. You're probably the guy that thought that that fucking Age of Conan game was going to fucking kill WoW. So... Um, again, the movie is June 10th. Super excited. Now, you mentioned something about the WoW toys earlier, and I didn't even think about that. Obviously, you know, the movie's coming out, so they're going to have toys. You actually saw the toys at... At Toys R Us. At Toys R Us. What do you think of them? I was excited. I was just kind of cruising by. I was like, what? Warcraft? I was like, oh, yeah, it's because the movie's coming out. But, um, they're pretty good. Good detail. The little... The little figures, they look kind of cheap, but the bigger the toys or the weapons, the better they look. And How much were the big ones? I mean, the big ones, were they like those more action figure types than like little tiny Mattel-looking um, G.I. Joes or what? Well, the minifigures come in double set and a set of two, um, and they're $10 a pack, but they're, they're like pretty tiny. They're kind of the... You could equate them to a little bit bigger than army men, like the little green plastic oh, really? army men. I mean, they're they're small. Okay. And then like the the next bigger ones up, they're twenty, twenty two, or twenty five, something like that. And those are the ones that look nice. They're like the big ones. They're like the dolls you would think of if um you like were a GI Joe a, collector or something. Well, like if you were buying a Captain America or a you know. Whatever is popular right now is about this a little bit shorter than like what a Captain America doll is right now. Well, like what Captain America doll are you talking about? Well, like you know the ones they have at Target right now, like um. I mean, are you comparing them to like you know like the older like GI Joe type dolls that are like action action figures or slightly smaller than that? Because people still believe it or not collect GI Joes, the little dolls. Are you about the big the ones GI you, Joes? That yeah, are, like, the ones Barbie that you clothe like Barbies. Yeah. Yeah, and they're a little bit smaller than that. Okay. Gives me an idea. I mean, I think those are cool. I mean, honestly, I actually went on Google. I Googled it because I didn't have the opportunity to see the toys like you had. But, the yeah, I mean, obviously the more expensive ones did look better. The the cheap, you know, the little $10 ones, they did look super simple. I mean, I would probably still get them anyways just because I like WoW and I'd want all of the fucking action figures to kind of like, you know, throw up on a little mantle or whatever. Well, um, it it looks like if you get the the little one, that's the only way to get the girl. They don't have Gina? no Garona, oh. the horde. Oh, she's the she's the only girl action figure that they had, and it was only in the tiny two pack. They didn't make an actual big one of her. <laughs> because whatever's. So, um, you know, moving on from the, the WoW toys. Uh, and I, we probably are going to run out of time here pretty quickly. Um, but, uh, Blizzard also has Overwatch coming out pretty soon. 
And uh, Overwatch is going to be released May 24th of this year. Um, there's going to be an open beta um, from May 5th to May 9th. So, I mean, we'll jump at the opportunity to play a little bit more of the beta before we actually go pick up our pre-ordered copies. Because we actually pre-ordered ours um, for the PC. Initially, I thought about maybe getting it for the PlayStation 4, but... Nope, not for me. That is a really fast, that is a really fast shooter to play. And I think it would just be really easy, or not, I mean, I guess not easy, I just, I feel more comfortable playing it um, for PC as opposed to the PlayStation. So, um, you know, again, that's uh, May 24th, 2016. Now, we actually, it actually played this at uh, BlizzCon, and when we played this at BlizzCon, we got to play all the different characters that are available. Um... Of the of the characters that I played, um, the ones that I ended up liking, mo uh, the ones that I liked the most were uh, uh, Diva. Um, she's the one that actually controls like that large robotic tank. The um, second one was May, that uh, kind of uses ice, and you know has a lot of freezes and blocks and things like that to assist other characters. And um, so the third one is uh, McCree. And McCree, I thought, was actually a really cool-looking character. But, I mean, those were, like, my three favorite. I really didn't get into any of the other ones. They didn't really give us a lot of opportunity to really play the heck out of the game. Um, I mean, the game had... And what did we get, like, ten minutes of time? It was, like, one, uh, like one round. We played, like, one full round. So, um, you know, of all those three, those were the nicest looking ones. Now, I mean, we did only get the 10 minutes to actually uh, try these out. So, I mean, we had a limited amount of time to actually kind of, you know, play with some of the abilities. And, um, I mean, what, what what was your preference as far as the ones that uh, you tried out? Uh, well, I tried out um, May and Mercy. Um, Mercy's a healer. I have mixed feelings about healers. Um, and I didn't realize that she was the healer when we joined the group. Uh, so that was a little interesting. So when I switched to May, I liked her a lot better. And only because she mostly reminds me of my mage, who I have deep attachments to. Um, and then just preview-wise, I also like D.Va because she was pretty, but I'm not a tank. So that's not a, that's probably not a character that I'll be playing, but she looked pretty cool. The one thing I liked about that character was that if you were taking a lot of damage, you could actually like self-destruct the like the mech that you drove. And if you actually survive long enough, like with just the female character, I mean, it is pretty much naked without the robot. But if you can manage to get a kill streak, you could, you know, summon the, a, a new mech to land back down, and you know, you basically you know continue to rock on. So I thought that was really neat. Unfortunately, when I actually try to do the detonate sequence and then get kill streak with that shitty little pistol that she has i was not good enough to make that happen um you know and then just real quick you know touch on games like right toward the end is that you know for those of you that like pokemon uh pokemon tournament is actually being released um this friday may 18th um mike well did i say may you said may fucking may 18th um, for the Pokemon tournament. Mario. Personally, I'm not much of a Pokemon fan, but my kids are, so we decided to um, reserve that game so that they could play it. It's coming out for the Wii U. Um, so, you know, expect to see that game out. And we'll probably um, do a review on that game since we'll actually, you know, have it in our hands here on Friday. We actually pre-ordered that. Um, so, uh, there's really nothing else uh, that we have to talk about on the agenda as far as um, what we you know, hope to focus on, um, as far as, uh, you know, shows are concerned, I mean, the aim is to get one out at least, like, every two weeks, as far as the format goes, you know, if, if we're so inclined, we might do one weekly, just depending on, like, what information's coming out, you know, we're, we don't want to be, like, redundant with the same info, or speculating on the same stuff <laughs> over and over again, we're not trying to bore the shit out of you, so, um, you know, with that, uh, thanks for listening. I'm Jesse, and this is Amanda. Yay! And we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye.
Oh, poop, before I go, check us out on iTunes now. We're still on SoundCloud. It's a, it's a conversationalist on iTunes. It's the conversationalist um, on SoundCloud. It's uh, soundcloud.com slash conversationalist. And if uh, you want to get a hold of us, it's uh, theconversationalist at gmail.com. So, again, thanks for listening. And bye. Bye. Hey, guys. uh, Sorry about that. Um, Right toward the end, I said if you needed to email me um, to use theconversationalist at gmail.com, you know, I was kind of getting ahead of myself. (laughs) It is actually thatconversationalist at gmail.com. So if you want to email us, you can get a hold of us that way. Um, But, again, thanks for listening. Good night.